0: So I think about the SEC. That's down the road, and we're trying to build a program so that we can um, compete with anybody in college football. That we become the standard in college football, and um, I do have a very clear vision for what that looks like. Uh, we got a lot of work to do. So, how much? Are you looking for a percentage? How many days a month? Whatever, or, you want to put in? I mean, I think about everything all the time, like nonstop. That's in the that's in my mind at least once a day. Uh, so. I'm consumed by everything, though. My job is to um, have foresight and to be very thorough in all my thinking, um, uh, but at the same time, be focused on being inside out. And, uh, but uh, you know, I think about everything. I think about you know, what that first play against is going to look like. You know? But I also know that i got to focus on being very really committed to right here in the moment. You know, if there's power in the present, there's hope in the future. And right now, my feet are right here, right now. And so I, I, I am focused that way, too.
1: There's University of Oklahoma head football coach Brent Venables, former defensive coordinator at Clemson, former defensive coordinator at University of Oklahoma, um, also linebackers coach at Kansas State, played at Kansas State, and also played at um, Garden City Community College before transferring uh, for the Brachos. What is it, the Brachos? Is that what they are?
2: I I have no idea. I don't remember.
1: Anyways, talking about the SEC there, and I think that clip was from last year, right? It
2: was from around one year ago yeah. at the uh, Caravan in Tulsa. So it was it was around one year ago. He thought about the SEC at least one time a day a year ago. You think about you think he thinks about it even more after a six and seven season. Now that it's a year closer.
1: Well, I think. I think the main reason he thinks about it every day is not, I don't think it's necessarily like, um, oh gosh, we're going to the SEC, We've we've got to do this different or that different, or we should do this because they do it there. It's probably more so because they're engaged in recruiting battles with the top of the SEC on a bunch of different players at a bunch of different positions. So I imagine that's kind of –
2: What's the case again this
1: cycle? Yeah, I think that's probably where that comes in, you know. Um,
2: I did see uh, 50 bowl predictions for the SEC post-spring ball uh, from 24-7 sports. Really? And there was a handful of ones that stuck out to me. I'll, I'll, I'll run those down. The, the first one, though, is the one that I just I just think it's terrible for Texas, man. At 42 on the list, Alabama's Week 2 game against Texas looks worrisome which is a pretty popular thought this offseason, don't you think? The hype for Texas is strong this offseason. The hype for Alabama is, well, this is the weakest Nick Saban team that we've seen since 2008. Very telling that they added a quarterback uh, via the cycle. I I think that in terms of this game, week two in Tuscaloosa, this has worked out about as poorly as it possibly could for Texas, man. Everyone feeding the narrative that Texas is going to go win that game or Texas is going to play it really close again. Dude, don't sell on Alabama, man. And that's Alabama's first big game of the year. And traditionally under Nick Saban, Alabama's played well in all stages of the season. But how many times have we seen, ooh, Alabama's got a tough week one game or a tough early season game, and they come out and just absolutely pound someone? Right. I I'm really trending towards the thought that I think that's what's going to happen in week two. Alabama's heard this crap all off season about how they're not any good anymore. LSU's the flavor of the month. Bam will come out and play really well that game and put a nice exclamation mark uh, on a win over Texas. I I just I think this has worked out very poorly for UT in, for this game.
1: Well, I. They shouldn't be building it up to be. Um, there shouldn't be building it up to be like the big moment for the entire season. And I, I know that that's just natural, right? You play um, what's been the best program in college football for uh, at least the last decade, more than that. You're playing them in the second game of the season. It's a, it's an awesome opportunity to, to, to just, where are we as a program, right? This is the measuring stick. This is this is what we we go out there, we perform well, we we win that game. It's going to catapult our program, but I I don't think it did them any good last year to do the same exact thing. Like last year it was this big measuring stick. Um, everyone's picking Alabama to absolutely drum Texas and. They barely got out of there alive. And what was the thought? Oh, boy, Texas, man. This is – they almost beat Alabama. This is going to be the year. And it was a ho-hum year. They won some games. They lost some games they shouldn't have. Uh, ended with a fizzle. So, I don't make it more than what it is. If, if you're buying in to the – to the line right now, the, the fun little story that Alabama struggled a little bit at quarterback in the spring game, so Texas is going to march into Tuscaloosa and beat them. If you're buying into that, just gear up for a long summer because it, I just they are nowhere near the program Alabama is right now. No.
2: Uh, Forty was the league's hottest coaching seats or held in College Station in Gainesville. Um, well, I mean, Jimbo should be on the hot seat. I just don't know what the reality of that situation is with the massive buyout. I tend to think that old uh, Drinkwitz is on the hot seat at Missouri. Yeah. Maybe, maybe uh, two of your three permanent SEC rivals will have first-year head coaches by the time OU gets in the conference. Right. Maybe Billy Napier will be – so I, I don't think Billy Napier will get fired after this year, but at least two of those three are on the hot seat. Napier and Drinkowitz. 39 right. says, let's stop calling Alabama the favorite in the SEC West. Basically saying LSU is going to be far better at quarterback. They beat them last year. LSU is ready to go into Tuscaloosa and win.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I, call them whatever you want. Um, I, doesn't really matter to me if they're the favorite in the West or or whatever. I guess I just don't look at it necessarily that way. Um I know that there is nobody in the west that has a roster that begins to even approach what Alabama's is.
2: LS I mean that's I mean LSU's LSU's better at quarterback. I I will absolutely give them that and they may be better at some other spots too, but overall talent you'd be crazy not to take Alabama.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There there may be a a, a team that has a player that's better at running back or at guard or at linebacker. But whenever it comes to the roster and the two deep, because that's not act like you're not going to suffer injuries throughout the season and lose key players and uh, lose lose role players where you don't have any depth. I mean, that happens throughout a football season. Depth is usually one of the biggest separators between the top programs and everyone else. It ain't close between Alabama and anyone else. So,
2: uh, last or number one, they have, I won't run down all 50. The sec continues its reign as national champs says one of three things will happen in the final year of the 14 playoff. Georgia's dynasty will continue with another title. LSU's Brian Kelly wins uh, his first title or Shaben shakes the off season quarterback questions and pulls the tide through a challenging slate to add to his trophy case in Tuscaloosa. Hmm. No. I'm surprised they even put Alabama in there as a I team know. that can win a national championship. I thought uh they were to say it's Georgia or LSU's title to win. It's How a, about that? They did list Alabama last though.
1: Massive, massive shock to the system, but um I don't know. I the SEC to me is it's in an interesting spot. You know, they've gone through they've gone through a couple of like Bama's been there. They're like the anchor, but around them things have morphed and changed quite a bit. LSU's had hot runs and then downs. Um, Georgia obviously is up now, but you know, I can it stay that way forever? We'll see. Tennessee. Tennessee's ramping up. Um, you know, it's it's it seems to be as as you know. Changing of a conference is anyone other than what you have at the very elite top, which is Alabama. Um, you look around. All right, when's the last time someone other than Ohio State or who won the who won the Big Ten previously before Michigan, Ohio State? Did Penn, Penn State won it? Penn like-
2: State won it like five years ago, I think. Maybe was that the year? No, was well, maybe it was. Was that the year Ohio State was ineligible for the Big Ten championship game? Maybe. Maybe, maybe it was. But Penn State's won it in the in the past seven years. I think only once, but they have.
1: It just it doesn't. It feels like the SEC right now, and it hasn't always been this way. But right now, it feels like it's pretty fluid. Like I feel like there's teams that are coming up. Others that are falling back, like Arkansas was was making moves for a little bit. Now they're falling back. Ole is, Miss
2: is Ole Miss making Mississippi moves. Mississippi State's LSU Texas is a- back a- on a run. N- never mind, not Texas A and M. No, but it. Ha- I mean, Alabama's been the constant. Um, I think they're going to continue to be a constant. I just think Georgia's going to be right there on par too. Yeah, and we'll see what happens with Tennessee and some of those. Well, Florida's going to get back at some point, at least I would think, right? Florida's in too good of a situation to not at least peak one or two years <laughs> I, but they've been as up and down as anyone the past 10 15 years
1: it's this is a when it's
2: good it's elite but when it's bad oh boy they're struggling to win six games
1: this is a critical critical year for Florida how many times can you punch the reset button
2: uh they've, right? they've done it plenty of times since, uh, since 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 uh, spurrier. Been a few times. They got it right one time with Urban Meyer. He won him a couple championships. But, but that's outside it. of that, Ron Zook didn't do a whole lot of great things. Um, you had one coach lie naked with the shark on yeah. the back of a boat. It's gone about every which every way you can imagine. Literally,
1: uh, not good last year. They were uh, three and five in the conference, six and seven overall. Um, they start off this year again at Utah. Did, did they beat Utah last year?
2: They beat the Utah. Uh, remember, Cam Rising threw a pick in the end zone very late. like yeah. no, Down by three, the one thing he couldn't do, at least kick the field yeah. goal and take it in overtime, and he threw a pick late in the end zone in, in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. And they ended the season with three straight losses. Uh, Van, they got beat by Vandy, Florida State, and then lost. got – Pounded by Oregon State in the bowl game thirty to three. Yeah, it's it's a they're yeah. in a weird spot. But, but
2: man. OU, OU it will be entering the SEC at an interesting time because if it happens any other year in the previous, I don't know, fifteen, I guess, it's all right. Well, Alabama is kind of the standard right now, but everyone else is kind of Changing spots depending on what year it is. Yeah. Now you're going to be going in with it's going to be Alabama and Georgia at the top, and maybe Georgia coming off their third consecutive national championship.
1: Yep. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with 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 Florida with with you know. I think there should probably be a little bit more made of of Georgia right now than like all the focus is on Alabama and is and if Alabama's falling apart. I, I'm not so sure about Georgia. Now, I, Georgia's going to be really good. I, I'm
2: pretty sure. I think they're going to be really good well, again. Well,
1: they're going to be really good, and I'm not suggesting that they're not, but a three-peat is difficult. You say what you want about Stetson Bennett, but the dude won back-to-back national championships, and – He's gone. That's a big deal for them replacing quarterback too, and I don't care what their quarterback looked like in the spring game. That really has no bearing on what, what he's going to look did like. Did
2: Carson Beck look bad in the spring game or something? Because apparently he had a really nice spring. No, I, I by mean judging I'm, by all reports.
1: No, that. I'm saying it, it probably looked really good, but the spring game is is not an indication on what the quarterback's going to look like. You know, in the regular season, and, and they've got such a soft, open to their schedule that, my goodness, they've got uh, UT Martin, Ball State, and then they, they do have South Carolina at home, the third game of the year. I think South Carolina is probably going to be better later in the year than they are, they are early. But then they've got UAB, at Auburn, Kentucky, Vandy. God, their schedule's easy. For them, for the defending
2: national champ. And everyone has noticed that because of who they don't play in the non-conference next year now. But still, how much more difficult is that schedule than even OU's? Just to bring it back to OU for a second. As easy of a schedule as that is for them and in that conference, how many games on their schedule would be the most difficult that OU would have? At Tennessee, right, would be the most Uh, difficult game by far and away, no doubt about it. Uh, at o- did you say at Ole Miss on no, there? No, they're at
1: home against Ole Miss.
2: But still, that that but could still, be that could be considered. Um, at Auburn, Kentucky,
1: I mean, any of those schools for are, them,
2: it's an easy schedule, and yeah. and on SEC standards, it's an easy schedule. But it just goes back to, I mean, that would be a much more difficult schedule than what OU has. Oh yeah. It's crazy. Yeah,
1: for sure. It, uh,
2: Patrick says players are going to get complacent at Georgia. I don't know about it's that. It's
1: natural. It's natural. Um, not just players, administration, coaches. That that's just
2: Kirby seems just psycho enough not to let that happen there. But
1: yeah, yeah. Now the 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 problem that you have to worry about is is off-field stuff you know they had that that tragedy here right after the national championship celebration i whenever whenever things start to get loose and you start to have trouble around campus around town I, that's really what sinks the ship you know so i i don't i don't wish that on anyone i you know i I want Georgia to be as good as they can be and someone else to rise up and beat
2: them. 9-1-8, not so quick to say Alabama isn't falling this year. Bama done more harm getting Buckner, but Texas won't sniff them in that game. Tuscaloosa is different with Saban there.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, I'll just go back to it. There's probably maybe two, two or three spots just a small handful of players on Texas's roster that would start at Alabama right now.
2: Uh, the tight end would be one. That's one. I think he's pretty good. Worthy? Worthy's got to do a better job of catching the football this year. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the talent is there. I, I guess he had an injury last year on his hands. So, if that's resolved, maybe he'll start catching. But outside of that, um, not, not, not their, their quarterback, I, I don't think Quinn Ewers necessarily would. I know Alabama's quarterback position isn't in great shape.
1: Right. I. Yeah, so that's kind of – that's my point, and that's what I base it on. So, we'll see. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Keep hitting the text line, 651-3439. We'll be back.
3: Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans.
1: You're simply the-
3: The Showplace Theater is back at Riverwind. And with some of the best acts around. Like Earth, Wind & Fire, June 23rd. Collective Soul, July 21st. Josh Turner, July 28th.
4: Dwight Yoakam, August 19th. REO Speedwagon, September 8th. And Chicago, September 15th. It's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino experience. Does your checking
3: account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom? At Armstrong Bank, that's what you can expect. For more than a century, we've been serving up exceptional customer service and financial guidance to our customers across Oklahoma and Arkansas. Open a checking account today so we can serve you too. Armstrong Bank. Strength runs in our family. Visit armstrong.bank today. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender attention all sooner fans don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 oklahoma football season today season tickets start at 400 and being a season ticket holder is the only way to guarantee the best seats for all six home games for more information and to purchase tickets visit sooner commit 23 that's SoonerSports.com commit 23 or contact the OU Athletic Ticket Office by phone at
4: 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner. Are you in need of purchasing your own health insurance? Are you turning 65 and confused about Medicare? Are you an employer looking at offering benefits to your staff? Call the agents at Allison Insurance. They'll sort through the confusion. They're not captive to just one company and they'll get the best option for you. Don't get frustrated. Call Allison Insurance at 800-580-5587 or 745-2968. Allison Insurance, they are the experts.
2: Dreaming of your own backyard oasis? Be the envy of your neighborhood and let Signature Custom Pools help you create the perfect poolside paradise. Their professional design expertise can transport you into your own mystic falls, suburban sanctuary, or Mediterranean retreat. Settle into an endless vacation, entertain your family, friends, and get the Signature Touch with Signature Custom Pools. Call them for a free consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPools.com today.
1: No one wants to talk about their funeral and memorial service, however the pre-planning staff at Primrose made it such a simple process. We were able to not only select our services, but we were also able to remove the financial burden from our children as well. If you have not taken the step of planning ahead, I encourage you to make the call today to Primrose Funeral Service at 321-6000 and let the great
0: staff begin helping you planning your desired service.
4: Hey guys, TJ here for my friends over at Joe's Wines and Spirits. And now that we're in May, it's time for graduation parties, trips to the lakes, and swimming in the backyard. And when you need a great selection on your favorite beer, wine, or liquor, do what I do and go see Kathy and her staff. They have tons of specials and great advice when you're looking to try something new. Joe's is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. and noon to 5 on Sunday at 1330 East Alameda, right here in Norman, or visit Joe's Wines on Facebook for all their monthly specials. Chill. Right
2: on my side my ego Citra, Oklahoma, Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. A couple of texts to get to. Um, didn't... Kirby claimed they were getting disrespected last year before the season. He will have them ready, says Okie Drink Drinkslinger. Yeah, I remember that video that uh, that went viral. People yeah. would say we're going five and five, six and or five and seven, six and six. That Georgia player after they just won the title was like, no, they weren't. Yeah. Nobody was saying you're going six and six. Get out of here.
1: Well, was it what? Was it Stetson Bennett that? Said like we're, we're disrespected and someone's like, well, you guys were a favorite to win the championship. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> well, not everyone picked us. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no,
2: Stetson, everyone indeed did pick you. Uh, which,
1: by the way, I met Okie Drink Slinger the other day. Where awesome at? dude.
2: Was he drinking? Uh, he
1: was slinging drinks.
2: Oh, nice. Huh. Cool. Uh, how was the quarterback situation for Alabama if Manning went to Bama? Uh, the Same. best in the country. The narrative would be that they're the, they're oh, the best in the country. That's a good point. Yeah, I think that's what they're meaning. Yeah,
1: probably right.
2: Uh, okay, so what's going on uh, with OU today? Well, they have a transfer portal wide receiver in town today, out of Colorado, Jordan Tyson, six foot two, one eighty, out of Allen, Texas. He had twenty-two catches, four hundred and seventy yards, and four touchdowns as a true freshman mm. last year.
1: And then, didn't he get injured or something? Yeah, I think
2: it was a is a knee injury that he had. Yeah. Um but has some familiarity with Michael Hawkins Jr. OU's quarterback commit for this 2024 class because Tyson is uh, from Allen Texas. Uh by all accounts, by the film, he's he's a pretty good player. Yeah. It's He's someone that could help out this year.
1: It's wild. Like what is the, what do you what do you make of that? Anything just talent in the portal,
2: and what are are you are you like saying? Does this does this tell us something? Yeah. For, about OU at wide receiver. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I but I I think it tells us something that we already know. Right, is they want to get as many capable bodies in there as possible, in the hope that they have one to three guys who really step up. Yeah, it, it tells us something I think we already knew. But
1: is it a is it a? It tells us something we already knew, and, and I understand that. But is it an alarming trend that I we we continue to go to the transfer portal for wide receiver whenever we've got what should be on our roster already a you would think a, a really good group. Well, sure.
2: Yeah. No, I I mean that that take is fair if you want to have it. I would just present to you other position groups as well. I mean, they're looking for a portal offensive lineman. Maybe not to start right away, but to at least have for depth, right? Absolutely. Looking for that in the second. I mean, they, they've they got portal players all over the place that will play a yeah, lot of snaps but this year.
1: Here's the difference. At, on offensive line, we don't have a bunch of, you know, four-star, highly recruited uh, Jaden Gibsons and Nick Andersons and... And guys like that that are that are sitting there, I don't know. I Maybe I'm making more of it than what it is, but... No,
2: I don't think... I mean, if you want to say that it's kind of telling about that position group where it is right now, if you feel just really good about that spot, then I don't think that you're going out and getting two portal wide receivers, most right. likely. Right. Yeah. Now, maybe Emmett Jones thinks that, regardless, these guys are just too good, that in any year you're going to add players like this, but... I think we all feel, for the most part, the same way about wide receiver right now,
1: and that's a, and that's that's a possibility. When you have an opportunity to add what you think is is good talent, you do it. Not necessarily, regardless of what the situation is at that position. Uh, but uh, if you can, if you can upgrade, you upgrade. But I mean, here's the point, you know, and and this goes back to to last year, right. I feel a lot of and, and said this a lot during the season. A lot of the shortcomings that we had on offense, you can take right back to wide receiver, right? And I know Gabriel had his his issues with accuracy and offensive line had some issues at the time as well and, and running the football. but like the key driver and how people played us last year, was our inability to separate at wide receiver. And, you know, here we are post spring and we're still adding guys in the transfer portal. It's it's not a it's not a fire alarm drill here, but it's not a it's not a trend that makes you feel good. No. I wish we were coming out of post spring saying, Dagum, we needed those young wide receivers to step up and they did. Uh, Jaden Gibson took some big strides. Uh, Nick Anderson, healthy, ready to roll. He's, he's chipping away and getting snaps. But that's really – like, what is the narrative coming out of spring ball at wide receiver?
2: That nobody emerged as the clear number one target. And I think it was – were you out Wednesday last week? I don't know, you yeah. being – in the day and out tomorrow confuses me. It's thrown us into care into a bit. I, I think it was last week we asked the text line, like, okay, well, now that spring ball's over, who do you consider as the number one wide receiver coming out? And Jaleel Farouk got about 80 to 85% of the responses. And if that wasn't telling, we had a lot of Brennan Thompsons in there as well, who hasn't played one down yeah. at OU. And maybe Emmett Jones just added elite speed and a really good six foot two wide receiver. Like again, that maybe he would always add. But yeah, the narrative is that a true number one guy did not emerge. Some guys made some strides, sure, but they're still uncertain about that position. Right. Well, Text line wanting to know how many years of eligibility Jordan Tyson has. Well, I I at least three, maybe four. I, I don't know if he's gonna get a red shirt from last year or not. After that injury. Uh, like a medical?
1: Yeah. 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 Probably safe to say three. So I don't know. Um, I'm I'm still optimistic at wide receiver. I still think that we've got really good talent there, but TikTok.
2: You know what it is? It's very similar to the conversation we had in the five o'clock hour yesterday about running back. It's like, okay, well, by the numbers, they've still ran the ball okay here recently. They haven't had a running back in a few years that one-on-one with the safety, they're going to run him over or run around, and you just don't want to get that running back in the second level or that's going to be issues with your defense. I feel like that's been the case at wide receiver for a couple of years now, right? Yeah. One-on-one down the field, it's, like, it's almost like guys have to be running wide open down the field for them to hit on big plays in the passing game. Right. You're not seeing a whole lot of yards after the catch around the line of scrimmage. You're not seeing one-on-one balls where someone just jumps up and, and takes it away from someone. I mean, that happened in a couple of spots. Mims did it in that Texas game a couple of years ago, but they need, to get, they need to get back to getting, like, individual athletes who one-on-one forget about it. They're going to win more times than not. I, I think that that's been – that hasn't been the case at skill positions here the past two years.
1: Right. Um. I'm just posing the question, how much of our trouble at wide receiver can be traced to quarterback?
2: Um, I think if you don't have a quarterback that has an ability to throw it to all spots on the field, I mean, yeah, I think it's a contribute. I don't think it's the contributing factor, but is, that, is it a contributing factor? Yes, for sure.
1: Yeah. I lean towards inadequacy at wide receiver has caused quarterback issues more than I say quarterback issues has caused inadequacy at wide receiver, if that makes sense. But I'm open to changing that opinion and – we should find out fairly quickly into the season, if like which way it goes and which way, like who's who's to blame and who's not. And, and I know it's it's probably not just a, a one side or the other. It's there's there's plenty of blame to go around. But I don't know. Fact remains, we need the wide receiver core to play much better football.
2: Patrick says we don't have a very good vertical passing game. Well, you don't have a very consistent vertical passing game. I think that's the issue more than anything. That's at at times it's good enough, but other times you might go over throughout an entire game. Got to be more consistent.
1: Yeah, it uh, it's interesting, you know. I would say and I don't know, gosh, you'd have to do a deep dive on it and really study it. But I would say on a game in, game out basis there's usually two, maybe three plays downfield, like scheme-specific for that game, designed for that defense and that defense's personnel. There's two or three, at least a game, where Lebby has created a play and it has popped wide open. And I would say that we're only like, Once a game, do we take advantage of it? Yeah. The other two or three, however many there are, we can't get the pass off because, you know, someone batted the ball at the line of scrimmage, or it's a bad throw, or the receiver dropped it, or, you know, we had a false start and have to start to bring the play back, or had a legal guy in motion, we just... The scheme was there. I, I mean, everyone remembers that. I'm not crazy, right? Everyone remembers Drake Stoops running wide open down the seam or, you know, some of those wheel route opportunities, and we just were not clean enough on get, taking advantage of those plays. Let
2: me read a few texts. I'm definitely concerned about wide receiver with all the portal activity. To me, that says the coaches don't like multiple players at that position. Uh, feels like we have about ten wide receiver twos, says Big Rick in Owasso. Four oh four. The narrative is the wide receiver group is overrated. Uh, let's Who's see. overrating them? Uh, I, I I don't know who is. Um, I, I, maybe I'll find a text that is overrating no, them. No, I, I not seen it now. Well,
1: I think I think the point is. I think the point is like we've got we've got highly recruited players there, and it, we're not getting a whole lot of production out of it. So that's the over overrated but i I feel like it's a pretty pretty strong consensus that the wide receiver group is down right yeah like, yes I, yeah Like need need to have a prove it year
2: Dan and Madison Mississippi drop passes are inexcusable when we dropped way too many last fall. drive yeah. killers uh or put us behind sticks catch the damn ball there is an Ooh, exclamation
1: point. is that a new hat
2: that. is
1: that a new hat?
2: Uh, I've seen, ooh, I've seen run. I, I know. But catch? Yeah. We on to something here? Let's get past the first two non-conference games this year, and if it is, we might have it ready by the Cincinnati road trip. You know how... I hope that's not the case.
1: You know how Stats, Dennis Stats Kelly, has multiple hats up in the,
2: uh... Yeah, he changes it based on if uh, they right. need to change the luck.
1: Maybe mm-hmm. everyone should have a run the damn ball hat, a catch the damn ball hat, a... Tackle the damn ball carrier hat. Maybe everyone should have four or five of them.
2: Well, maybe that's going to be Seth Latrell's job this (laughs) year is to put those hats on Jeff Lebby, depending on what he needs to do. Do you ever think about that? Yeah,
1: there you go. I like it. That's good stuff.
2: All right, quick timeout. More
1: from The Rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. This is the Ref Sports
3: Radio Network. Attention all Sooner fans, don't miss your chance to secure your seats for the 2023 Oklahoma football season today. Season tickets start at $400, and being a season ticket holder is the only way to guarantee the best seats for all six home games. For more information and to purchase tickets, visit Soonersports.com slash commit23. That's SoonerSports.com slash commit 23. Or contact the OU Athletic Ticket Office by phone at 405-325-2424. Boomer Sooner. The Ref Radio Sports Network has the Sooner State covered. Yo, that's crazy. From Norman to Lawton, Clinton, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, and beyond. Uh
4: that's a lot of potatoes. And when you're away,
3: never miss a second with the KREF app.
4: And it's for anywhere and anytime at all. Search
3: KREF in the App Store on your favorite device. All the sooner coverage you want, when you need it, with the KREF app. The REF Sports Radio Network.
5: Spring is here at Markham's Nursery. Now's the time to plant your trees, shrubs, and flowers, and we've got a huge selection of them here at Markham's. We also have customized 100% organic soils to plant them in, scientifically formulated to grow crops organically. Seeds, pottery, fertilizers, yard ornaments, and more. It's all right here at Markham's Nursery. Gather up the family and come spend the day with us. We'll see you soon. Markham's Nursery, just had the sun.
3: Hundreds of Oklahoma teenagers have no family, few options, and often nowhere to turn. But older kids need foster and adoptive families, too. The Oklahoma Department of Human Services has hundreds of teenagers waiting, hoping that you'll decide to make a difference in their life. Call the Oklahoma Department of Human Services and become a foster or adoptive parent. You will forever change a child's life and your own.
0: You've made a big difference in my life. Thank you
5: The law firm of Ward & Glass has been serving Norman and the state of Oklahoma since 1998. Ward & Glass has built a reputation based on thorough preparation, attention to detail, ethical strength, and professionalism. We are your community law firm and have consultants to handle all types and sizes of legal issues. Call Ward & Glass at 405-360-9700 and put their 100 years of practicing law the right way to work for you. Or visit us online at wardglasslaw.com.
4: This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com.
2: West Yalagosney Law is bringing you what caught Teddy's eye. Have you heard hiring a lawyer makes your insurance claim take even longer? Not at WIG. They work to keep your claim moving forward and fight delay at every turn. West Yalagosney Law, 405-800-8080. That's 405 800 Let's get to it. Story number one is? Uh,
1: which, first off, I had to start here. Um, the uh, Was it a Waso golf course fight? um it made it national news good saw it out there on a couple of national uh publications so that i thought that was impressive
2: is this a great state or what yeah
1: yeah you know whenever you make the uh the fight reel the golf course fight reel you've made it as a state um how about brian kelly first the fake accent then the dancing video. Now he's on the ones and twos DJing there at the LSU Crawfish Boil. How about that?
2: So was that a uh, was that like a LSU event or was yeah. that uh, the Houston event, the Touchdown Club that he was at yesterday? Because he had a comment from there too.
1: Well, I think the the LSU Crawfish Boil it said was at Tiger Stadium. Okay, so well, he
2: was in uh, Houston yesterday, right. I guess, and he said loves beating Bama. I love the environment of a college stadium. I love coming out on that field. I love beating Alabama. There you go. Uh, Which, hey, if you beat him like that, yeah, go ahead, yeah. talk about it.
1: He's he's on one right now. Um, who would have thought Brian Kelly going to LSU would be DJing, dancing, all kinds of wild stuff there from uh, Kelly, and then. I'm sure you saw this. Jackson Mahomes in trouble. Now, we, we heard this whole story way back, and I guess he's now been arrested over that that situation. So, I don't know. Um, bad stuff for old Jackson
2: Mahomes. I'm sure he'll make some TikToks. Make uh, some TikToks. Uh, California is set to spend $10 billion with a B. On a new high-speed train that will take passengers from uh, Los Angeles to Las Vegas in two hours. The 218-mile rail system will use bullet trains that carry 1,200 passengers and reach up to 200 miles per hour. I cannot imagine what those cars (laughs) are going to smell like from uh, (laughs) Vegas back to uh, L.A. on a uh, Sunday afternoon or Monday after a long weekend. I mean, a,
1: a subway ride is one thing. But a two-hour ride in one of those deals with uh, definitely on-drug passengers. And here's the thing. I'll believe this whenever I see it because they've been trying to do this for years. When I lived out there, which was like
2: 2010, 2010.
1: at that point, people were finally over, I think, was it called the X-Train? There was like a think they were going to do the X-Train was going to be a high-speed high, high speed rail between L.A. and Las Vegas. So I'll believe it when I see it. Sounds cool for them in theory if it ever uh, comes to fruition.
2: Say it ain't so. Kevin Costner is getting a divorce. Mm. It's not the first divorce he's had. Luckily for him, I guess, he has a prenup in place. This comes decades after his first Divorce which cost him 80 million dollars in settlements. So, oh, yeah, it's one of the most costly divorces of all time.
1: Think about that it cost you like 80 million, which means you had to earn like 150 million, 160 million in order to lose 80. Uh, wow, that's uh, that's wild, but I think he'll be okay, which does remind me of my other story. Uh, I forgot, I passed over it. Nicholas Cage was asked about his earliest memory on the Colbert show, and he said it was when he was in the womb. How about that?
2: That is, huh. Cam Newton said something similar while accepting the Heisman Trophy, but um, huh? that's an interesting comment from Nick Cage.
1: Yeah. Well, it's an expected comment from Nick Cage.
2: Yeah, well, that's <laughs> fair enough. Uh, Amani Bledsoe is getting a 17-week suspension for PEDs. Now, remind me, didn't he get a one-year suspension while he was at OU? And he tried to uh, sue the NCAA. I can't remember if he was successful in that or not. But the NFL is handing Imani Bledsoe, former Sooner, a 17-week PED suspension. Here's my question. Is that a 17 week suspension or is that a 17 game suspension? Game. Does that mean he's eligible for like the last week of the regular season that would that would be odd. Surely it's 17 games like the whole season.
1: Yeah, that's I, I think that's what that means, but um that's not good. Uh that's that's tough. Huh. That cuz was he practice squad guy or was he on the active
2: I I I don't know recently. He was an NFL free agent, I guess, when this all happened, so he was still looking for a team. So. That's tough.
1: Like, that's almost a, a – you're a free agent, and like, I don't know how much he played last year. You're already – you've already been without a check for uh, five months now, four months, even if you were on a roster at the end of the year, and now you're not going to get another one. At best – you're not going to get a game check until September of 2024. That's a long time to go without being able to work.
2: Um. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, unless you're going to go to the XFL or USFL yeah. or something like that, but I hear you. Last one I have, and we spent a, a, lot of, a lot this week talking about if OU softball could play a game on Owen Field. Yeah. Jason Fares, who is the uh, head honcho over there when it comes to that playing surface, I did see him tweet back to some people today saying, sorry, I can't comment on it at this time. That may seem odd, but those are the rules for people on the inside like myself when it comes to a project like this. So Jason is not giving us any clues whatsoever as to if this could work out or not. But let's all hope it does. Hmm. Meanwhile, they just won six nothing last night at Tulsa. No big deal.
1: Oh no, the shutout, uh, grand I,
2: slam in that game.
1: I'm still, I'm still shocked that someone hasn't said, yeah, yeah, we'd love to do it. It's just not possible because I don't think it is.
2: Well, I, it, that means they really want to do it, and they may not think it's possible, but they're still trying to, let's make sure it's not possible before we come out and say, no, we can't do this. Right.
1: Yeah, well.
2: I... Or maybe they're just trying to let it settle for a while and not let everyone down. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah, just. Because it would be a bummer if they came out today and said, sorry, guys, can't do it. Dang.
1: Just slowly move on to something else. Wait for the news cycle to take yeah.
2: over. Text line says, "Don't forget about Harold Hamm's divorce over 18 billion. That makes Kevin's divorce a B movie."
1: Now, did that actually end up happening? I, didn't he write a check for a billion dollars? That one, remember that? He wrote a, a check for a billion dollars and like took a picture of it.
2: Took, took a photo of it and yeah. just like tweeted it out. Yeah. That's not. Well, I could do that. I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to cast. Yeah.
1: I don't, yeah. I don't know if, if that actually, uh, can you take that like through the drive through to your teller and be like, Hey, uh, I'd like to make a deposit.
2: Yeah. Withdrawal, please. Uh, <laughs> I used to do 10 push ups a day when I was in the womb, says a texture in the 405. Huh. This one says, I'm convinced Nick Cage is an alien. That's what, that's what Patrick said.
1: I don't know. I mean, think about that. I hear what you're saying, but, is he really someone that's capable of space travel? You think that they would send their, like, that's who they would send?
2: I think they would send Gary Busey if they, they, <laughs> they sent anyone. They were like, all right, you guys can have this guy. Maybe
1: this is like the outpost for the, uh, the people that they've shunned from whatever civilization.
2: <laughs> send him to Earth. Get them out of here. I want to believe Gary Busey is an alien, though. (laughs) I think there's probably plenty of YouTube clips that would support that theory as well.
1: All right, quick timeout. We'll come back and wrap up our number two next. Stay with us. This is the Ref
3: Sports Radio Network.
0: Summer is just around the corner at Riverwind. And if you're looking for OKC's best casino experience you'll find it right here at Riverwind
4: over 2,800 of your favorite games
2: and the best rewards program
5: it's easy to see why Riverwind is the best casino in the Metro Victory Family Church. It's more than just a church. It's truly a family. And as it continues to grow, you can now celebrate with six opportunities every Sunday morning, starting as early as 8.30 a.m. and the final service at 3 p.m. Learn more about service times and everything going on with Pastor Adam and the church at VictoryFamily.Church. That's VictoryFamily.Church. Check out our campuses in Newcastle, Chickasha, and Shawnee. Victory Family Church, online at VictoryFamily.Church. Hey, it's Chris Plank, and when I'm not calling games for the two-time defending national champion OU softball team, you can hear Josh Helmer and myself talk about him weekdays 9 to noon on The Plank Show. Plus, be sure to listen and subscribe to the Diamond Envy podcast. That's the ref's OU softball podcast hosted by Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy drops twice weekly with great guests and the latest softball information. Diamond Envy is brought to you by Caven's Maintenance Group.
4: Are you looking for the kind of OU apparel you can wear at work or dress up events? The Jimmy Austin Pro Shop carries the best brands like Tommy Bahama, Peter Millar, Travis Matthew, FootJoy, Greg Norman, Polo, and most recently the popular Lululemon clothing line. Open seven days a week. It's the best shop around whether you're a golfer or not. If you need corporate special orders, they can do that too. Come out and shop or call the Pro Shop at the Jimmy Austin OU Golf Club at 405-325-6716. The 41st Annual Rose Rock Music Festival in Noble is three days of peace and music, so make plans to be in Noble May 5th through the 7th. The three-day event will feature a motorcycle poker run leading to the parade Saturday morning, a car show, the best carnival around with rides for the entire family, and the majestic championship wrestling. We will see you at the 41st Annual Rose Rock Festival in Noble May 5th through the 7th.
2: Serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. I'm Michael Narano, and I'm a veteran. Today, I'm a sculptor. My fingers are my eyes.
4: DAV
3: helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year.
4: With DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty.
2: My victory is bringing beauty into the world.
3: Support more victories for
4: veterans. Go to DAV.org
1: caring for an aged loved one can be challenging let us help your family at arbor house assisted living and memory care in norman we offer a safe and loving environment with a full-time licensed nurse medication assistance emergency call system along with housekeeping and laundry services come tour our beautiful community call 405-292 9200 or visit us online at arborhouseliving.com we want to help your family so you can be part of ours
4: when it comes to vaping the truth can get clouded so let's make it clear vaping is not safe for youth because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs and dangerous things like metals into your body and
2: nicotine which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s
4: with appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media.
2: Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's
1: not.
4: So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear
5: you.
3: Learn more at underagedrinking.samhsa.gov.
5: Fowler Auto Group is proud to be a part of your community, where our passion and values lie far beyond the show. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community. And it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call us. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships or visit FowlerAuto.com to see the Fowler standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. That is what drives us every day. Fowler Auto Group, a proud partner of OU Athletics.
4: Schumacher Law Group, when experience matters. Tracy Schumacher is a former prosecutor and former district judge. Whether it's a probate challenge criminal charges, or contentious divorce proceedings, experience matters. The attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers ready to fight for you when experience matters.
2: It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman, Myers, Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Be sure to hit us up there. Uh, Zane says, pretty simple. Just have the softball team play a volleyball game in Memorial Stadium next. Yeah, there you go. Could uh, If it can't work out at Owen Field, can uh, OU softball just play at Memorial Stadium um, along with the Nebraska women's volleyball team? Can Can OU softball sell out eighty thousand in another college football stadium elsewhere? That would be the ultimate flex to do it at a. <laughs> we, need to borrow college, your stadium. we need to borrow your stadium, guys. Hey, Texas, <laughs> we need to borrow your stadium so we can sell out the hundred K.
1: Could Could OU and Texas sell out Jerry's World?
2: Um, well, that, now that would, that would fit a, so, a softball field. Oh, unit. yeah. But that's like a hundred, it's like close to a hundred thousand, isn't it? Yeah. You can't expand 90, yeah. to a hundred thousand, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, probably be tough. I I think in order to do it, you'd have to have it right in your, in your backyard, you know?
2: Yes. And have to, have to make it a really big deal for sure. Right. Um, Harold Ham only paid that check of right at one billion to his ex, so only right at one billion. Some said like nine hundred ninety-eight yeah. million or so. It wasn't all the way at one billion. It was it was really close to it though.
1: Right. Uh, I I'd think rather
2: it- just write a check for a billion than nine hundred ninety-eight million or 999 million whatever it was yeah because it even billion
1: because every time you say well i had to write a billion dollar check to my wife one of your friends is like yeah
2: Yeah. technically i I told you so guy comes in you
1: it was only which is crazy think about that 990 it seems like you're just almost there it's 10 million dollars right it's crazy that That amount of money is West
2: Texan Sooner says, Any scenario we see an Arnold-Gabriel situation like Rattler-Williams, how much room for error does Gabriel have? Well, West Texan Sooner, uh, recent history shows us, I guess, that uh, something could dramatically happen in the Texas game. Who's the last starter to start the game and play all the way through every single snap? I guess it was Jalen Hurts, right? Is that right? Because Bevel didn't play. Every single snap in the OU Texas game. I think Jalen Hurts is the last one to do so.
1: Yeah, that's it's it's been a while. And we could talk about that next hour because, yeah, I think there is a situation. All right, final hour is next. Stay tuned.
3: 1400 a.m., carry up.